Ladies and gents, welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast. Today, we're mixing it up a little bit. Rather than a guest interview, I'm going to give you a taste of the Relaxed Running audio runs that we have over at Patreon. Now, if you would like to get access to more runs like this, just hit the link in the description of this episode. You can join up. We've got a couple of options there. You're going to get access to all of our guided audio runs, whether you're brand new to it or whether you've been going for a little while. We're developing a library of sessions to suit everyone from a variety of sports. So whether you're a triathlete, a distance runner, a footballer, it's all great for your running foundation. So you can hit the link in the show description below. But for today, here's a little taste of our guided 30-minute easy run that you can find over there. I really hope you enjoyed it, something a bit different, something that's going to be a little fun. So regardless of where you're at in your journey, I hope you enjoyed this one. Happy running, and remember, if you really do enjoy it, you can get access to a whole heap more over at our Patreon, which I've linked in the show description. But for today, enjoy this guided 30-minute easy run. Alrighty, guys, welcome to your easy 30-minute run. Tyson Popplestone here. I am going to guide you through this one. We're not going to start just yet. I just wanted to give you a quick overview that this run is deliberately designed to be super easy. So if you're looking for a really hard workout, maybe go and have a look through some of the other audio workouts because this is just one to turn your legs over to get a little bit of rhythm, work on your aerobic capacity and uh, just take in the sights more than anything today. So if you're still happy with that and that's what you are looking for, then we are going to start in 10, 9, 8, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. So just to get you started, you don't want to start at a pace that you hope is a pace that you can maintain for the rest of this run. You want to start at a pace which is what I always like to call embarrassingly slow. So you want to run at a pace where if you saw someone you knew, you'd be so humiliated to be seen running at this pace. It's just a way to warm up your legs just a way to find a little bit of rhythm, a way to warm up your lungs and all of your body so that the run is uh, started at a relatively comfortable pace and you can just work into it. It's not even gonna be something that if you feel great in 15 minutes that we're gonna go really hard, but it's always nicer feeling like you can pick it up towards the end if you needed to, than to get to 15 minutes in and think, I cannot run another step. So just a nice, relaxed kind of pace One of the things I always like to focus on on a really easy run is not looking too much at my watch. If you've got your watch on your wrist, um, even hit pause if you like. I'll take care of the time. You don't need to worry about distance covered. I used to use Strava quite a lot and uh, whenever I ran with my Garmin on, I'd always feel pressure to make sure that each run was around about the same distance. But the idea of doing that on an easy run is, is irrelevant because if you start to get too competitive, with yourself on an easy run while it always makes it a uh, more difficult session than it needs to be. So I'll guide you through, don't worry about your watch, I'll give you little updates on where you are in terms of time and I can give you a 15 minute halfway warning so if you need to turn back you can. But for the time being to start you're focusing mostly on your breath, on maintaining a nice relaxed composure through your upper body nice relaxed hands. Imagine that if you are holding a couple of eggshells in each hand 
the tension that would be placed on those. You don't want those eggshells to crack. You want to just maintain a really relaxed composure through your hands. I'm not sure what day it is that you're out doing this run or the reason that you're doing it. Maybe you're a, a new runner and you're just trying to develop your ability to get into some longer, slower, easier runs. Or maybe you're one of our elite athletes and you're just trying to mix things up a little bit between your harder sessions. But it doesn't matter which category you would put yourself in. An easy run is the same for both of you. It's a chance just for the legs to feel recovered and fresh. If you're new to running and you're, uh, you know, it's one of your first times trying to run for 30 minutes, there's no pressure to feel super fresh the whole way. You might start to get tired. You maybe you're even feeling a little bit panicked. Now, if that's the case, that's completely normal. I think with anything that's a bit foreign or new, there's uncertainty as to how you should feel. But if you're brand new to this workout, if you're brand new to running, there's no pressure to feel good the whole way through. Don't be misled by the fact that it's called an easy run. Some days I go out for an easy run and they can feel like the most horrendous and painful workout of my week. But the idea is that we're just running slow and giving our legs a chance to recover. Elite runners are no different, to be honest. The same struggles are, are faced by runners because I think it's just a human thing. We're all driven to improvement and the idea of running faster for many of us is easier to understand that that might lead to better improvement. But you know, sometimes the biggest breakthroughs come through not adding more to our schedule or running faster for what is on our schedule, but just giving our legs and our body the opportunity to absorb the harder running that we've done around the easy days. I think this is a real advantage that many runners can get over other competitors is tapping into that recovery part of their training week. Just every now and then, focus on bringing your attention back to your breathing and listening to your breath. You don't want to be huffing and puffing, not in the sense that you can't be feeling as though you're breathing more heavily, but in the sense that you want to make sure that those breaths are deep, slower breaths at an easier pace, used to help relax your torso. Don't get stuck in that really shallow, puffing and panting kind of breath where there's just no oxygen going down into your blood. If that doesn't feel natural to you, even every 30 seconds, just taking a nice extended deep breath and on the exhale, using that as an opportunity to just feel your whole body relax. I think relaxation is often one of the most overlooked components of distance running. We think we've got to get out and work hard, but if you're not running efficiently and using that energy well and running relaxed and there's just constant te tension in your muscles, that's one of the most direct routes to, to fatigue. So the reason I'm continually going on about staying relaxed is, is to help you guys run further and more efficiently. You can see this in the elite performers. We often see that the most relaxed of the elite performers are, are usually right up the front of the field. And that's not, that's not a coincidence. 
the good news is that's something that can be developed, it's something that can be practiced, it's something that can be achieved. It doesn't just have to come naturally to you. Guys, I'm gonna give you about 90 seconds to yourself. Just focus on a couple of the things that I've mentioned to you in the first seven minutes of this run. And I'll touch base with you in about 90 seconds. If you had to put a number on the effort level that you're exerting right now, what number would that be? You want to keep an easy run at about a 3 to a maximum of 4 out of 10. So if you feel as though you've exerted yourself a little bit more than what a 3 or 4 out of 10 would suggest you should be, just back it off a little bit. That's the thing with these runs, you don't have to nail it the whole way through. If you can observe some of the, observe some of the things that you're doing wrong or you feel you could do be doing better throughout a run. Don't feel like it's a wasted opportunity. Don't feel like it's a wasted run. You can constantly learn and pick up and train new habits like that through every run. The beauty is, you know, whether it's a 20 minute, 30 minute, 60 minute run, running presents infinite opportunities over the course of a career to just constantly practice and adjust these things. So three or four out of 10, how would you rate the tension in your in your shoulders right now as well? Do you feel as though they're coming up below your ears? Do you feel as though they're quite relaxed? Do you feel as though you've got a bit of a free arm swing taking place? Would those eggshells, if they were in your hand, be crushed right now or are you staying fairly relaxed through your hands? We're already a third of the way through this run, so if you're starting to think, oh my gosh, can I do this? Hey, you're one third of the way there. Just make sure that you back off that pace. You're keeping it at a three or four effort level out of 10. If you need to go down to a two out of 10, which is just above a walk, there's no shame in that either. In fact, it's a really positive step for many of us because if we can maintain some form of jogging for an entire 30 minute period, 
Then eventually, what we're gonna be able to work on once we've got that fitness is the pace. So if you're a beginning runner and 30 minutes is a long run for you, there's no shame in backing it right off. In fact, it's a, a really powerful foundation to set up to build the rest of your running upon. The worst thing for your confidence is to think, oh my gosh, I can't even run 30 minutes. This is a waste of time. Just like any new skill, it takes a little while to adapt and then before you know it, it, became, it becomes quite natural. I remember when I was about 13, I was learning to touch type in school and the teacher told me where to place my fingers on the keyboard and it felt like the most unnatural, jolty system. I so badly wanted to go back to the way that I used to type with just my index fingers and luckily I thought it was cool enough to watch people touch typing to commit to the process. And after about four or five weeks of just constant practice, whether it was at school or whether it was at home, I started to notice I needed to look at the keyboard less because I knew where I was located. The same is true for for our running, obviously, the, the first couple of weeks can feel really jolty, really unnatural, really difficult. But that's why consistency is, is so highly valued in the distance running scene, because it seems to be those who are the most consistent who see the biggest breakthroughs. And the same is true for you. If you can just do the little things well a few times a week, you're gonna see massive changes. Just imagine what a consistent you could look like in 12 months. Being a hero on any one of these runs is insignificant in comparison to showing up daily over the period of 12 months. That is where the breakthrough happens. That's why there's no Olympic gold medalist who have started in the last 12 months because they've had to build up over, in many cases, many, many years of training. touch base with a few different points in your body once again. How's the shoulders? How's the hands? Is there tension through the neck? What do you sound like breathing? Do you sound as though you're puffing and panting or are you getting some nice deep breaths in every 15 or 30 seconds? Maybe even more than that. He's still running at about a three or four out of 10. Often what I do on an easy run when I'm feeling as though it's more difficult than I'd like it to be is I try and pay attention to things going on around me. I'll take a look at the trees. If I'm out in nature, I'll get really just in a trance almost on the, the trail that I'm running on. I'll, I'll try and look at myself objectively. So I'll separate the emotion to the best of my ability to how I'm feeling. Try not to get too caught up if I'm feeling really bad. I'll try not to get too excited if I'm feeling really good. And I'll almost try and look at myself from an external point of view and just assess technically how I'm going, physically how I look as though I'm going. The beauty with doing that is in a run, if you get too caught up in your head, it, it can make it a very, very slow process. There's been plenty of 30 minute runs that I've been on that feel like a 90 minute run just because I've been too caught up in my head asking questions about how am I feeling? Am I doing it well? Am I doing it right? Is this the kind of session that I need today? Hey, let all that go for today 
and see if you can look at yourself as an outside observer. Pretend you're a friend of yours watching you run. What are the areas that you're doing well? What are the areas that you can improve on? I'm gonna give you another 45 seconds just to yourself to find a bit of rhythm to work on those things. Guys, if you are planning on doing an out and back course today, the good news is that you can do a U-turn right now. It's time to make our way home. We are now officially past halfway through this run. That is not incentive for you to pick up the pace and see if you can race home in 10 minutes. That's just an encouragement to say you're doing really well. You're over halfway through this easy run now. And we're just gonna focus on those same things on the way home. If you've got a loop plan, that's fine as well. You just keep focusing on what you're doing. But regardless of what kind of easy run you're doing today, how do your legs feel now in comparison to when you first started this run? Do you feel as though you've got a little bit more of a rhythm going on through there? Do, you, do your strides feel a little more natural? Do you feel as though you're not so jolty? Often I'll find about 15 minutes into a run, I'll, I'll start to feel it's a little bit more free free flowing is the word I'm looking for there. Some days the answer is no, I feel horrendous. I can't wait for this run to be done because there's just so much else I'd like to do in my day, which is so much better than this. But someday I'll find a little bit of a flow, a little bit of a rhythm where I'd almost enjoy the fact that I was out running. But wherever you are in your own run today, can you deal with that emotion? Often one of the biggest obstacles for, for runners is that they'll have a bad run and a bad run can turn into a horrendous run. So if you're having a tough run now, let's make it our goal not to let it turn into a horrendous run in the sense that we let our head go, we let our thoughts go, we let our mind wander and start dwelling on how bad it is that we're feeling. What are a couple of positive things that you can take out of this run so far if you're in that situation? If you are forced to name three things that you've done well in this run, whether it's just getting out the door to maintaining a more efficient technique than you usually would or being more aware of how you're feeling, what would those three things be? If you had to name something that you could focus on improving during your next run, whether it was starting out at a more reasonable pace or choosing an easier terrain to run on or just maintaining a better headspace for the first part of the run, what would, what would one of those things be?
Another interesting question to ask is, what would 12 months of consistency in this area of your life, in your running, look like for you? What are the, what is the goal, or what are the goals that you're working towards? Maybe you're just trying to lose weight. You could be a thinner you, or maybe you're training for your first marathon or an ultra. There's many different answers to that question. But what would a consistent training schedule look like to you? How would that change you over the course of 12 months? Because a lot of changes don't take place in a day or a week or sometimes even a couple of weeks. But over the course of a month, you can, over the course of a year, you cannot help but see the progress that you've made. We now only have 10 minutes left. I'm gonna give you about 90 seconds more to yourself, and then I'll come back to you. Let's just use that 90 seconds to touch in with some of the improvements, some of the adjustments, some of the little tweaks that we can make. Regardless at what part of your day you're in or how you're feeling during this run, man, the rest of your day is gonna feel so much better after this. There's always a nice part of our mind that once we've done the physical work, once we've sweat a little bit, we've made ourselves breathe, there's something pleasant about the tiredness that can show up in our legs after a run like that. So whenever I wake up the morning after a run or you know, sit down in the evening after a training session, I always enjoy that slight pain that's in my legs, that, that dull pain, just to say that, hey, we've worked out today and we know it. There's something nice about that. For me, it always feels like progress. It makes it easier for me to sleep. I just feel better about it. So you've got that to look forward to, guys. If this is, uh, if this is in the start of your day and you're walking around for the rest with just a little dull, good runner's ache in those muscles, consider it a bit of a treat. You've earned that. We've got just on eight minutes left now until we finish, finish up. So if you're on a long home straight, the good news is your house is gonna come into view very, very soon. So you're well over two thirds of the way through this run now. All you've got to do is just maintain those few things 
that we've been working on throughout this run, our breath, maintaining relaxed shoulders and composure through there. Imagining you've got those eggshells in your hand, making sure they're not cracking. You're maintaining a nice, relaxed hand posture. I always look at my forearms as just going for a bit of a ride with the rest of my arm. I'll keep it at about an L shape, around about 90 degrees, give or take a little. But I'm not focusing overly on having a strong arm swing for an easy run. I let my legs carry my upper body through. Those arms are reserved for sprint finishes or hills or when there needs to be a big increase in pace. So. Don't feel like you have to be using your arms like a sprinter right now. You often look at the best athletes in the world and you can see this beautifully. 1990s Moroccan runner Hisham al Garouj is a beautiful runner to watch in this department. You can just see his upper body is just getting carried along by his legs. He epitomizes the idea of relaxation which I'm trying to express to you in this run. So if you want to see what true relaxation looks like. Watch Al Garouge, he's the 1500 meter world record holder and he's such a smooth mover. There's no tension at all through his upper body. Even when he's in, under a lot of stress, you watch him at the end of the 2004 Olympic Games when he won his first 1500 meter Olympic title. And even as Bernard Lagat from Kenya tries to pass him with only 80 meters to go, he maintains relaxation and that's where his arms really kick in. And as a result, his stride extends, lengthens, and he's able to run past Bernard Lagat, who you can see is tightening up significantly. That's a huge advantage over your uh, competitors if you're trying to race them. But it's also a huge advantage over your former running self if you had the ability or if you had the reputation for carrying tension in your upper body. As a 13 year old kid, I laugh looking back at the videos of myself running now because there was just so much tension. Arms were going everywhere, legs were going everywhere. I was a real just grit and bear it kind of guy. I would put all my time, effort and attention into just training hard and going hard. But the truth was, there was a lot of technical issues that I needed working on. That's why I'm so passionate about helping you guys just straighten out the technical side of your running because there's just so many advantages to that, not only against the competition that you're racing against, who might not be aware of the importance of technique, but, but also against improving your own personal running performance. Guys, you only have five minutes left of this run, and then you're all done. I'm gonna give you another 90 seconds just to yourself.
You've got just over three minutes left of this run, guys. It's been such a fantastic effort. I hope you found some of the pointers helpful. I hope you've found some of the technical advice has helped you. Can you take another deep breath right now and feel your body really relax, even through that potential discomfort that you might be feeling? If you're feeling fantastic, that deep breath still does you good. It still helps us relax even more. So there's something that's so nice about tying and tapping into the breath and really allowing that exhale to release any tension that's built up in our body. That's just not through our running, that's through our, our daily lives. So that's a technique and tip that you can apply at any time to to really notice the tension just dissipate throughout your day. So if you were to give this run a rating out of 10 as to how you feel you went, what would you give it? If you had to give it a number out of 10, what would you give it and why Why would you give it that number? It's often interesting for us just to reflect on what makes a run a good run in our opinion. Maybe for some of you it's been a breakthrough run in the sense that you've, you've run 30 minutes without stopping. Well not yet you haven't, you've still got a minute 45, sorry if you just got excited. <laughs> for others of you maybe it's because you've You've been able to focus on a few key points that you hadn't quite been able to nail recently. But what's good about knowing what makes a run good or bad in your mind is that sometimes those particular thoughts, especially the negative ones, can be challenged. So if you would rate it poorly because you felt tired, well, that's not necessarily an accurate representation of the quality of that run. Maybe you were tired because you'd had a too big a day yesterday, whether that was out running or for other reasons. You might have been partying. I don't know what you get up to in your spare time. But tiredness isn't a sign of a bad run necessarily. It's often just practical feedback and guidance for us to work with. Guys, you have 50 seconds left of your run. That is not a cue for you to start sprinting. Remember, if there's one thing that I was hoping to express to you today, it's that these easy runs are easy, even in these moments that you're still feeling good potentially. I always knew that whenever I saw the finish line or I was 30 seconds away from being able to stop, I would always be tempted to pick up the pace, but that is not the goal of this run. We can do that in one of our harder sessions later in the week. Guys, you have 20 seconds to go. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, done. Awesome effort today, guys. That is your 30-minute easy run complete. Make sure you jump on Instagram or wherever it is that you prefer to keep in touch with your mates and let me know how you went. All the relaxed running sessions are at Relax Running on Instagram, relaxrunning.com. Would love to know how you found that, guys. Congratulations. Keep showing up. Keep working hard. Results are going to come with time and consistency. Good job, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.